This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Julia is out tonight. Hopefully she'll be returning uh, next week. She had some shindig to go to. Anyway, 800-259-9231. It is your show. You bring up anything. We go to the phones to start things out. Brian in Colorado, you're on the amp line. Hello. Hey, gentlemen, I had a couple of comments here. Um, Ed Brown, Ed and Elaine Brown, uh, had their house, of course, and uh, they were under siege for a while, but they they weren't paying their federal taxes, but they were still paying their property tax because they looked around and said, yeah, the roads are plowed, you know, uh, uh, looks like my local, you know, know, departments are doing things. Mm Mm-hmm. And then at some point, the uh, the locals got in bed with the feds and cut off their water. They didn't cut their water, they well. They cut their electricity, they cut off their satellite, you know, whatever. They, they right. stopped serving them. And so they said, well, we're going to stop paying our property tax, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, after um, this uh, incident where they caught them, <laughs> to, to, to use a term, I guess, um, I, I was watching the news and I saw the, one of their neighbors saying, uh, oh, it's a good thing that those Browns are gone. You know, they weren't paying their, their property taxes. They weren't part of the system. They weren't, uh, you know, contributing. Well, the feds aren't going to pay property taxes, are they? That's my point. <laughs> so now the feds own the place. You think they're going to pay your property taxes? Yeah. I mean, how long are, are the feds going to be in control of that property until, you know, some honest person buys it back from, from, the, uh, from the, the feds? I don't know. That's you know, a good question. I mean, do they? I mean, normally when the state, whether it be the local government or whoever, confiscates property, uh, cars, land, whatever, they take it to an auction at some point. But how long is that process? Are they just going to sit on the land while they investigate it for a while, or are they going to just make it federal property from from here on out? I mean, are they going to auction it? Do the feds auction property like state state governments do? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to keep an eye on it. You know, I, I actually had an, an idea of buying it. And uh, you know, sitting on it until the Browns got out of jail and giving it back to them. I mean, wow. you know, there's 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 just you know, look what the, what happened to them. I mean, it's just it's just unjust. It is but, unjust. But to, think, but to think that the neighbors can expect, uh, you know, the, the the feds, you know, sitting on that hundred acre property to to pay, you know, their fair share, is just laughable. Yeah, that's hilarious. Great point, Brian. Any other thoughts? It ain't, ain't going to happen. Well, you know, I, I was. Um, I, Kind of hate to bring this up because it was uh, it was uh, it was the uh, uh, topic of a lot of shows, but uh, uh, parallel universes. <laughs> this shows you how far I am behind on the, on the podcast. The, the idea that uh, I, I, I buy into that actually. Uh, there's no proof of that, of course, but but I think there there is an infinite number of parallel universes, and in, in order to 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 kind of kind of believe that, you kind of got to get your hand around uh, around infinity. And, you know, as an example, you know, Ian, uh, uh, what color is your shirt right now? I'm wearing a blue hoodie. Ooh, does it say Free Talk Live on it? No, I just put that in the wash today. I don't, I don't have that right now. <laughs> well, there is a universe that exists in time and space where I'm talking to you from Colorado, and you're wearing a red hoodie. And we're, we're discussing the same exact thing. There's another universe where you're, you're wearing a green hoodie. And there's, there's another universe, universe where I'm a socialist. Exactly. In fact, there's a universe out there where Mark comes to work every day with his shirt off, and people are calling in asking me to put his shirt back on. Yeah, somewhere. So, so I mean, you got to get your arms around infinity, and this ties into something. And again, I'm behind, so I don't know if anybody touched on this, but but something about that same time was talking about time travel, mm-hmm. about going back in time and killing your grandfather. You know, the old 
the old, what was that movie, uh, Back to the Future, where sure. you know, his, his picture started to fade as he got closer to that? Mm-hmm. And this is really simple once you believe that there's an infinite number of universes that change with every decision that anything makes. And that is, if I go back and kill my grandfather, even just me breathing the air, you know, if I were to travel back in time and breathe the air, uh, you know, to do anything, it changes I am something. now on a totally different path, mm-hmm. and, and my grandfather is still alive in the universe that I came from, but, but he's not alive in the universe that I'm going to, and, and there's no dichotomy there. There's no problem between those two. Fascinating. It's fascinating. Now, it's does that mean dizzying, that, I think. <laughs> now, what does that mean for consciousness? I mean, if indeed it's true that there are unlimited universes... I can only feel that I have one singular consciousness right here, right now. Are there also an unlimited, infinite amount of consciousnesses out there, to you know, lack of a better word? This whole thing is theoretical, and, and, and physicists don't have the answer because physicists touch things. Now, my wife is a mathematician, and, and uh, you know, she'll tell you that there's no way to solve this thing with, with physics. You can only solve it with math. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there have been some, some pretty good theories that have held up to the mathematical, you know, wizards, you know, our little brains, you know, the, the wizards of our little brains. But the, and and, and some, something that I heard said that there was, there is a universe that is right where we are, only one seventeen billionth of a meter away from us. Hmm. I don't know where that came from, but it's like, what's that mean? You know, one seven... <laughs> That, that, that you're wearing a, a green hoodie. But I, I can step one seventeenth of a billion of a meter <laughs> over, and there's no guy there wearing a green hoodie. I think it's because, supposed to suggest... Because he moved over a seventeen billionth of a meter at the same time. Or he moved a seventeen billionth of a meter the other way. Huh. You know, it, it's it, mind-boggling. It's just, Absolutely mind-boggling. And completely un, uh, unsolvable. Yeah, it and, really and, is. And completely unconceivable. But, you know, thank goodness we have these people who are thinking about this, because, you know, what else do we do with our free time? God knows. Exactly right. I'm glad we're so <laughs> wealthy that we can be sitting on the radio debating whether or not there are parallel Excellent universes. Point. Excellent point. Brian, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. From the bizarre to the serious to the fun, whatever you want to talk about goes. 800-259-9231. Again, yeah, what practical use does this information have? If not we much. Can't, if we can't somehow at least not today right I, with in science fiction they have ways of tunneling into the other universes or the parallel dimensions and that sort of thing and one would assume at this point we don't and we definitely don't have that ability but well you and i don't if indeed you could do that and if indeed there are these parallel universes that are infinite right with all of these different possibilities out right there, then wouldn't you break something if you tried to tunnel through to the, to one of those other universes? Wouldn't, break what? Like, you'd have to break the universe in order to do that. And I don't think that human beings are going to be able to figure that one out. It doesn't seem very <laughs> likely to me, but I'm not the one to jump out there and say no either. So It would just really, I think, just ruin everything. I mean, all of a sudden, you show up in another universe, and you're already there. And ha- what happens if people start going over to the other universe that... Shouldn't be there, and it just seems like it would be. Somebody's bringing awful. the lotto numbers. Somebody's got uh, who won the World Series, which I can tell well, you now, already who's going to win the World Series. But. Now, now wait a minute. Now the lotto numbers. Hmm. What you'd have to know is you'd have to you'd have to have a lotto ticket from one universe, and then find the universe where your numbers were chosen. Right, because you couldn't you couldn't travel back w- backwards and forwards in time necessarily. Well, but uh, it's essentially it's the same thing because there is out there a universe where the the right lotto numbers were chosen. Right, but the, the, but you, you can't had. tell in advance necessarily. 
because the Why universe is, is now, right? There's not necessarily time. Time is just something we've created to measure what's going on I can't in the believe you want to discuss that. I don't know, I man. mean, it's dizzy. It's, it's it is dizzying really, enough, it? and now you're trying to figure out how it would work. I am. Just, we don't I, know how it would work. I'm just thinking out loud here. You yeah. know, I'm just I don't I'm know. curious. It's, I don't know if it's possible. If it is true, I don't know if it's possible to transition from one universe to the next. I, I don't know either. In what in some universe it is, and yeah, it's just bizarre, man. Because I mean, how could my consciousness possibly be different elsewhere? And and how does that factor in? I don't know. I mean, it's not really your consciousness, then, is it? And what happens? I mean, now, okay. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in the singular God concept, but I'm fascinated by the what universe. What happens when you meet the, uh, the, the evangelical Christian, Ian? Well, now, I'm fascinated by the universe. So what happens if, you, if there are per, uh, parallel universes and you die in one of them? Uh-huh. Do you like wake up instantaneously in another one? Well, you'd just be in another one. Yeah. I don't hmm. know. Anyway, if you've got some thoughts, 800-259. No, if you have thoughts on this, don't call on that. 9231. Hey, whatever, anything goes. Uh, there's some good news coming out we should probably talk about out of Florida. Excuse mm-hmm. me, Georgia. Supreme Court has ordered the release of a young man who's been in prison for more than two years for having consensual oral sex with another teenager. Yeah. Gennaro Wilson, we followed his story here on this program. We'll give you the latest on the case coming up here in moments and take your calls about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is your show. It is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. Latest on the Gennaro Wilson case here in moments. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are for free, so enjoy those on us. Then again, freetalklive.com. Archives are there. An entire year's worth of the show. Front page of the website for your download and convenience. Once again, freetalklive.com. Are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. D2Z. Dot org to the phones. The Gord Captain is on the line in Ohio. Hello, the Gord Captain. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Is Jorge following me? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> well, in case he's listening, um, going to BBS. I've laid out a challenge for you, so you can sell this once and for all off the air. Okay, what's the challenge? Eh, we we do we compete in something online. I we, that's open for discussion once I find out what his technical capabilities are. Yeah, I was getting the internet thanks to that radio music box thing he's got. Now, are you talking about, uh, I believe Jorge does have internet access, but are, are you talking, because he did say he's got the new MP3 music box. Right. <laughs> and are you talking about like a video game or something? I mean, what can you compete in online besides a game? That, either that or we could just go in an IRC chat room and just repeatedly t- you know, slap each other with fish. Yeah, I, I doubt Jorge's going to be too interested in that. I mean, he's hard working yeah. out, in, out in the fields, you know. He doesn't really have a lot of time yeah, and, for that. And the, the psychotropic drugs keep him busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of spends all his time you know, digging from Idaho to places and back. But anyway, I actually have something to talk about. Okay, Good. sure, go. Um, in, in, um, sorry. in Italy, the government is, wants to pass something called the Levy-Prati Law, which, to quote Slashdot, wants everyone to restrict register their blogs with the government, pay a tax, and have a registered journalist as a responsible director. 
Whoa. Wow. So if you can't find a journalist to uh, to attach to your blog somehow, then you are out of business as far as blogging is concerned? Right. And then you also have to make sure not to post any defamatory co- content on your blog. There are a lot of countries around the world. France is one of them. Canada is also one of them where they're very, very sensitive to speech. Uh, they don't like it when they don't like free can't speech. Say, can't say bad things about people. Right. You can't make fun of people. You can't, uh, you know, tell jokes, uh, especially ethnic jokes right. or jokes about somebody's sexual preference. So apparently the blogs have gone too far over there. Was it Italy you said it was? Yes. And Oh, yeah. The, the, the guy in parliament in charge of this state upon being asked what regulations else would be imposed. It's not up to the government to establish that. It will be up for the Communications Authority to indicate with regulations, which only after the law has been discussed and approved by the lower house will arrive. So it's not even going to be the legislature that's going to make a decision. It's, in fact, going to be some bureaucrat um, or, you know, uh, some bureaucracy. That's how it works over here. FCC. That is so wrong. Department of Blogs. There is a parallel universe where they are in charge of making those um, Choices. Gord Captain, thanks for the call. We appreciate the story. 800-259-9231. So, well, there you go. I mean, that's what happens in Europe. They can suppress speech because there's no pesky constitution around uh, to stop them from doing so. so they can oppress speech in a much more uh, speedy manner than they can here in this country. They're doing it in America, and it's just taking more steps to get to totalitarianism here. See, hmm. it just takes more time. Remember, we talked about the, the reporter being arrested last night for standing on a sidewalk. So we're getting there. They just haven't really stepped in to regulate blogs yet here in America, though they had talked about it. Uh, yeah. Remember, a couple of years ago, they had talked about making it so that bloggers had to be what, FEC registered or some, some sort of, like the Federal Elections Commission was going to come down with regulations for bloggers in, in that if you, Mark, started a blog, you're a, a Ron Paul fan, if you were to mention Ron Paul in your blog, then you'd have to consider that an in-kind contribu- uh, contribution to the campaign. There'd have to be some sort of value assigned to your blog or to the blog entries. That would have to be reported to the FEC, and who knows what other regulations they right, were thinking about Right, just trying to regulate, uh, regulate the entire thing out of existence. Right, well, luckily the blogosphere is is pretty um, on top of things, and I think they they fought against that fairly effectively. And I don't really know where it stands today. I imagine they'll try and bring it back at some point. In fact, I imagine it'll happen sometime next year because what will happen is Ron pa- maybe Ron Paul will win the uh, the nomination or, or come close to it, and that will mm-hmm. upset the Federal Elections Commission, and they'll try to crack down on all those radical libertarian blogs out there that are – Changing the hearts and minds of the American people away from belief in government to belief in themselves. We need to put a stop to that. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airway. A lot of the blogs out there are Democratic and Republican. And, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I would, you know, are they going to do that to themselves, too? Wait, the, the Democrats and Republicans? Right. I mean... They would have to, Presumably, right? yes. I mean, it, presumably it would benefit the major media, right? Because the the mainstream media doesn't have to... When, when the mainstream media has Hillary Clinton on the air for an hour to interview her, that's not considered a campaign contribution. Mm-hmm. But what they would like to do is make it so that if you write up something about your favorite candidate, 
that that is considered a contribution. Which is ludicrous. So mainstream media is probably behind that particular push because they don't like new media. They're afraid of new media. Mm -hmm. They they understand that their profits are being threatened by new media and their viewership and listenerships being threatened. And they don't want to actually absorb new media. They don't want to go into the world of new media if they don't have to. Right. Have their make their own darn blogs that people might want to read. Well, they they are. I mean, they're, they're, they're right. getting there. It's just they're kind of slow at it because well, competition used to doing stinks, what they do. doesn't it? Yeah, well, it stinks to have to get out there and compete against right. other people. You have to innovate and think I of hate new that there's other radio shows out there that people might be listening to. You know, we actually appeared on the. Speaking of other radio shows, we appeared on the Lou Rockwell blog today, which was nice. The very first time I think Free Talk Live's ever been mentioned on Lou Rockwell's site. You'd think that a show with 30 radio affiliates might have gotten a mention before now, but. Hey, I'm not complaining. We got mentioned today, <laughs> and thank you to Chris, uh, Chris, who was the uh, the blogger that actually took the time to mention Free Talk Live yep. there. And he posted a blog asking, "Are there any other daily liberty-oriented radio programs?" Right. And I, he made it very clear. He had an interesting uh, list of criteria that he was looking for. In fact, I'll pull it up here. Do you have? Yeah, I was His criteria say, is, number one, must be released on a daily or almost daily basis. Number two, must spend time covering recent news. Well, we do that sometimes. Number three, can't promote tax reform over abolishment of taxes. For instance, he doesn't want to hear about the fair tax. So that, that eliminates Neil Bortz. Because Neil Bortz claims to be a libertarian and is on every day, but he's not really a libertarian. He's pretty not, libertarian. He's libertarian on some issues, but not others. Certainly he's not the certainly war. Liber- libertarian on domestic issues. He's uh, number three, uh, cannot promote tax reform. Number four, can't promote reforms of socialist programs over the abolishment of socialist programs. And number five, no warmongering, please. So I'm curious. It sounds to me like he wants to listen to Free Talk Live. Well, he already is listening to Free Talk but, Live. But I mean, that's uh, there's another show out there that might be coming out on a daily basis that is like that. No, I, I don't know of any, and I'm so I'm curious as to whether Gardner or not there Goldsmith. Is. Yeah, Gardner, I think might be a good. Is he good podcasting? Answer. He's not podcasting his whole show for whatever reason. I I haven't been able to figure out why that is yet. I believe he's podcasting segments of the show, mm-hmm. and he's people that listen to his podcast. I'm sure could. Uh, could correct us on that. But that might be a good point, Mark. Gardner Goldsmith. He does it every day. Well, email him and tell him Gardner Goldsmith. And I... he's a principled guy, and he's not a warmonger, and uh, he wants to abolish taxes and abolish socialist programs. So I think he qualifies. Yeah, yeah, I guess he would. Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Gennaro Wilson is out of jail in Georgia. He went to jail for having oral sex when he was a teenage boy. With another teenage female, Mm -hmm. and apparently that's illegal, so he's been in prison for it. We'll talk about that. And then, in Florida, a mother's been acquitted for forcing her daughter to have her genitalia pierced. Why? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. The Seckle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. The Shrine of Female Listeners is on our website, shrine.freetalklive.com. Get you to it. It is the dozens and dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and take a look. 
Do you, need a new, do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money or credit to buy one? MyPCCredit.com is your answer. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. Now, Mark, was it last night that you were talking about the story of the two teenagers, 16, 17, well, sometime this week, 16 and 17 years old? I believe it was Florida. It was in Florida. They'd had sex. They'd taken some pictures. Taken some photographs, sure. Somehow they got caught. I don't know. Something to do to with too many friends. Something to do with the breakup, I think. A mom saw it. Or, anyway, yeah. charges were filed, and now both of the kids have been slapped with child porn charges. For right. It. The kids were 16 and 17. They took pictures of each other having sex, and they gave them child porn, as though you can child porn yourself. I don't understand... I just don't understand how anybody could possibly support what the state is doing in that particular case. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, can you, when you're when you're an appeal, when you are appealing a case in court, can you use the Supreme Court of another state as sure? Like, you could use precedent in precedent? another state too. Uh, to, the most powerful is in your state, but right. the, sure, pre- precedent from other states matters. Well, then in that case, those two kids should pay real close attention to what happened with Janarlo Wilson from. The Associated Press, Georgia's Supreme Court. I'd like to say the precedent from Louisiana doesn't count in most other states. This is Georgia. I know. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I, well, you, 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 <laughs> I made the blanket statement that you can use precedent from I see. Um, you know, other states. And you can. You should just really watch out for a Louisiana. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, period, and Louisiana. Gotcha. Well, there's not too much of a difference between Georgia and Florida. It's just there's some mountains in Georgia. Anyway, Georgia Supreme Court ordered the release of a young man who's been in prison for more than two years for having consensual oral sex with another teenager. The court ruled four to three that the 10-year sentence Gennaro Wilson received was a cruel and unusual punishment, and it directed the lower court to reverse the conviction and release him. His lawyer, B.J. Bernstein, said she expected Wilson would be released Friday afternoon from the training center. And there seems to be a photo here of a smiling Gennaro, so I'm imagining that he has actually... Uh, been been released at you this know, point. The, the whole idea that they would lock somebody up for this is just the craziest thing. If we locked up every it's, yeah, it's madness. Every uh, individual who had uh, some kind of oral sex or regular sex when they were under the age of eighteen, we'd have a good portion of America locked up. <laughs> yeah, it's just that now people get caught more often because of. Digital cameras. Because people care more. Things like that. Because people are ready to throw people in jail over this. They would have never thrown anyone in jail over this. 1950? No, no. They would have, at the worst case scenario, told them to get married. Or dad would have, you know, brought out a switch or something like that. Yeah. Wilson's lawyer said uh, she expected to be released. His mother's just thrilled, she says. We're all in a little bit of shock. Wilson, who's 21, was convicted of aggravated child molestation. Child molestation. The, The girl was not a child. Please, can we please stop considering teenagers children? They are not. I understand that there's this mentality in this country amongst a lot of people that says, well, you should be a child for as long as you can. Keep your innocence forever if you Which possibly can. Which is fine can. and dandy, but let's not uh, force it on everybody, everybody else and then throw people right. in jail when they decide they want to do yes. adult things. If you want to treat your teenagers like their children, then that's your business. You're their parent. But if other parents want to allow their kids to grow up sooner rather than mm-hmm. later, if other parents, like me, now I'm not a parent, but if I were, this is what I would want, I would want my kids in the workforce at 10. I'd want them being entrepreneurs at 8. 
six, seven out there selling lemonade, you know, that sort of thing. I want my kids to understand that you have to go out and work and, you know, work smart and work hard to actually bring money in and, and support yourself. And I think there's no better time than earlier on to learn to learn that. I mean, we've told stories on this on these airwaves about a young there was a great story, young black man who at age eight was out sh- uh, shining shoes. Hustling. And what was it? He was 13 by the time he had his first million dollars? I can't remember the story. I can't remember how long it's been. But I remember he had a million dollars long before I had finished high school. It was an amazing, amazing success story. And more young people can have those success stories if they were just allowed to work. But the law doesn't allow that sort of thing. And the law doesn't allow them to touch one another. And it doesn't allow them to, you know, to experiment. If you get if you get caught touching somebody who's under the age of 18, if you're both under 18, you could be spending time in a jail cell like Gennaro did. He was in there for two years. Two years in state prison. And he was 16 and she was 15, is that correct? Right. She, she was 15 and the thing was videotaped. He was 17 at the time. He was acquitted of raping another 17-year-old girl at the party. Again, this was he, he was convicted of aggravated child molestation. Remember, the term molestation, go look it up. It has to do with unwanted sexual activity. Mm. So this girl was at a party. She might have had a few beers in her or whatever. But she clearly was interested in participating in this act. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> because if it, if it was unwanted, then that would have been rape. See, if, if she had not wanted to give him the BJ and he forced her to, that's not child molestation. That's rape. Okay, so child molestation is where you have a child, someone who doesn't know what sex is and doesn't understand those things. And then you do nasty things to them without their consent, not necessarily um, penetration. That would be rape. But doing other sexual things like fondling, that sort of thing, that's molestation. Why is it the lines have been blurred? Is this confusing to people? In some cases, uh, some states, I don't know what the laws are in Georgia specifically, but I do know that some states have uh, more significant charges, more significant time for touching a child who's under the age of 12 than one that's 12 and older. I understand They're that. assuming, of course, that that, that child has, uh, you know, their pu- 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 puberty is set in at 12 or, or whatever. I suppose they could set in a little later, but um, it really doesn't take into account. What about the kids who, you know, puberty is set in a little early and they, I don't know. Get involved. Right. Well, these are laws. They set ages, that sort of thing. I, that, uh, that's another issue entirely. But why are people confused about this? What is it that, I mean, do you not understand child molestation versus rape versus just two teens fooling around? Well, because that's what they were doing. They were fooling around at a party, and then he spent two years in jail over it. The 1995 law that Wilson violated, by the way, was changed in 2006 to make oral sex between teenagers that were close in age just a misdemeanor, similar to the law regarding... A misdemeanor? We still need a misdemeanor for this? It's it's an improvement, but, you know, you're the one that wants baby steps, right, Mark? Well, misdemeanors, (laughs) no, that doesn't make any sense. So it's similar to the law regarding teen sexual intercourse, but the state Supreme Court later upheld a lower court's ruling which said the 2006 law could not be applied retroactively. Chief Justice Leah Ward Sears wrote in the majority opinion that the changes in the law represent a seismic shift in the legislature's view of the gravity of oral sex between two willing teenage participants. She said that severe punishment makes no measurable contribution to acceptable goals of punishment, and that Wilson's crime did not rise to the level of adults who prey on children. Well, no duh. 
<laughs> Baker said he hopes the ruling will put an end to this issue as a matter of contention in the hearts and minds of concerned Georgians and others across the country who've taken such a strong interest in this case. You know, thank goodness for the Internet. Being able to spread a story like this amongst the blogosphere what would and amongst have radio shows like this, he'd be rotting in a jail cell if it weren't for all the coverage his story got. Right. The man who prosecuted, uh, prosecuted Wilson, Douglas County District Attorney David McDade, said that while he disagrees with the court's decision, I also must respect their authority as the final arbiter in this case. I'd love to hear just his rationale for charging him in the first place. What, what kind of a crusading scumbag do you have to be to put a kid in a jail cell for a BJ? I can't believe he'd show his face. Is uh, Who is this guy? He didn't... This didn't happen to him um, when he was under the age of 18? Yeah, well, it didn't happen to me. I'm sure it doesn't happen to a lot of well, people. But... The poor man. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it didn't happen to him not because he wasn't trying and he wasn't hoping. It didn't happen to him because he was unlucky. That's all. So, good news for Gennaro Wilson. He's out. He's free. He's 21. He's rotted in jail for two years, but he's got a smile on his face, and I'm sure he's... Well, I hope he makes something of himself, because you really have the opportunity to uh, succeed or fail at this point. He's been exposed to a lot of criminal stuff. Certainly do. And he could take that path. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are for free. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you you enter (laughs) Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. And it's actually a fairly generous percentage. I know you hate that term, Mark, but I feel good when I get my checks in from Amazon. And we've, we move thousands of products a month, and it's really incredible. People are going to buy from Amazon anyway. They right. might as well go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Right, because when you enter through that link, it doesn't raise the prices or anything. There's no funny business going on. It just It's just Amazon sends us a spiff for sending them the business. That's all. You know they've got a huge selection. There's 41 categories to shop in. Used items. You can buy used stuff. We'll get a percentage on that, too. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and get your shopping done and help the show at the same time. Uh, let's go to the phones, to the fun. Talk to Gene in Tennessee on the Amplifier line. Hello, Gene. Yeah, I got a uh, strategy here to help Ron Paul win the election. Okay, what's that? And uh, it's like this. I just went to sportsbook.com or sportsbet.com, whatever, Mm -hmm. and they have, uh, you can bet on the election. Right. So right now, odds for Ron Paul are 8 to 1. 8 to 1? Okay. Uh, Some of them have been as high as 6 to 1. So I put uh, $50 down for Ron Paul to win, which means I'm going to win $400. Right. So we all need to help Ron Paul win by donating money. So on on November 5th, I'm donating. I'm going to loan Ron Paul that $400 that I'm going to win after he wins the election. Okay. Now, Now that's going to help Ron Paul actually do the winning of the election. Right. So if everybody across the country would go to the sport books and bet on Ron Paul and then loan that money to Ron Paul's campaign, it's kind of like a self-fulfilled prophecy. Because the Unless he loses, that, right? Unless uh, he loses, then you lose your money and you've already contributed the, the money that you never want. 
right? Well, I mean, yeah, you got to realize that if he loses, you've lost that money, but then you're donating to his campaign anyway. But, but you'll likely um, lose that money in taxes somewhere along in the, the line in the future with, um, you know, whatever candidate uh, gets in charge who's not Ron Paul, because Ron Paul wants right. you to keep your money. If, the rest of them want to take Paul it from doesn't you. doesn't win, look at all, you know, you're, you're, everything's going to be the same. We're right. not going to be able to keep your money. Things are going to actually get worse. They're right. not going to be the same. The least of your worries is that $400, Ian. I know that it hurts you to, so, uh, you know, separate yourself so, from money and everything, but uh, the least of your worries if Ron Paul loses is that $400. So with this strategy, we actually help to fulfill the prophecy by betting on Ron Paul and then pre-donating the, the proceeds of that bet to his campaign. We increase the money that he has available to run the campaign, which gets his name out, and I can guarantee if his name gets out in front of the people and people hear what he's got to stand for, he's definitely going to beat Hillary. Interesting and, uh, concept, Gene. Thank you for sharing. And, and no one else will beat Hillary. That's a guarantee. You're probably right. Thanks for the call, Gene. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. What was the website? Do you remember? Sportsbook. Sportsbook. And I think there's probably a handful of sites you can bet on, Ron Paul. Anyway, 800-259-9231. Quick story here out of the Associated Press. A woman who had her 13-year-old daughter's genitalia pierced to make it uncomfortable for her to have sex was acquitted. Acquitted of aggravated child abuse on Thursday. The girl, who's now 16, had testified that her mother had asked a friend in 2004 to shave the girl's head to make her unattractive to boys, and later held her down for the piercing. A jury deliberated for about three hours before deciding the mother's actions didn't involve punishment or malicious intent or cause permanent damage or disfigurement. What? Now, I understand that when you pierce your ears, that eventually they will close up. She pierced her genitalia. Does that close up and heal all the way? Do those nerves come back? I don't know if they do. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert on these things, but I think once you destroy those nerve endings, they go away, don't they? I, 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 I'm, I'm no doctor on this. I wouldn't uh, be able to say one way or the other. It seems like a really bad idea, and I can't believe the jury found her not guilty. Yeah, I'm pretty shocked by this case. Uh, that sounds punishing to me. It sounds like if if would the jury have found that it was um you know that I wasn't malicious if I didn't want my son to join the army so I chopped his arm off. I don't know what this jury would have thought about your case. Uh, the 39-year-old woman whose name's being withheld to protect her daughter's identity could have faced up to 30 years in prison if convicted of the charges. The girl wasn't in court for the verdict. Her guardian declined comment. She testified in court earlier this week saying she was trying to protect me, but it hurt me. It not only hurt me physically, but it hurt me mentally. That's emotionally scarring. That's physical abuse. Now, that was the girl's testimony. Prosecutors said Apparently the, the girl felt like she was physically abused. Right. Uh, prosecutors said the mother called on a friend to shave the girl's head and do the piercing after realizing she'd been having sex, including with the mother's boyfriend. Now, that might be the problem. Things it, are definitely a little strange on the home front there. Oh, well, it's, it's all strange. Uh, absolutely. But that's, that's uncalled it's for. It's the strange cases that make precedent, though, right. my friend. Still, though, I mean, as bizarro as this case might be, it's uncalled for. If your th- daughter's having sex with your boyfriend, that's an issue you need to take up with a little bit more creativity than, well, let's just pierce her genitals. Yeah. Defense, <laughs> defense attorneys told Perhaps jurors... Perhaps one of the first problems is with your boyfriend. Like, yeah. Maybe you need to take care of that problem. Yeah, for sure. Defense attorneys told jurors, and maybe you shouldn't bring your boyfriends around your daughter. 
uh, from that point on. If, but no, if your daughter's going to have sex with right. him, that's for sure. Nonetheless, mom had trouble, according to defense attorneys, with her rebellious daughter and that the girl agreed to the piercing to help rebuild her mother's trust. So they're claiming that she consented to it. Oh, sure, Mom. Go ahead and mutilate me. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, child welfare officials were called after the girl became infected from the piercing. Tammy Meredith, now this is a strange dichotomy here. Tammy Meredith, who's 43, did the piercing, right? Uh-huh. Mom held her down during the piercing. Uh-huh. Tammy Meredith was sentenced to a year in jail for her role. I, Why? I, I don't understand any of this. No, it doesn't. It's completely just. It just doesn't connect. It was at the same jury that found her. Guilty. I don't think so. I, I I don't know. It doesn't say that was a jury trial. I presume it was. Maybe she maybe she took a plea. I don't know. It's bizarre. An arrest warrant's been issued, by the way, for the mother's boyfriend on allegations that he had sex with the girl. So. <laughs> the the woman who did the piercing gets a year in jail. Mom. Gets off. I, uh, it's baffling. And this girl has had her genitals mutilated. I I just don't understand this. Do you? <laughs> no. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones and talk to Todd in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Todd. Hey, Ian. Mark, hey. what's going on? What's hey. on your mind? Well, I just wanted to talk about what you guys were discussing before, uh, earlier, yeah. regarding the two teens in Florida. Mm. And uh, I'll tell you, it's not a surprise because this entire situation with our legal system pertaining to young teens who are sexually active is just getting out of hand. And uh, We're going to have to have teen sex prisons sometime soon. I mean, this keeps going on. Yeah, and, and that's the problem, though, because... Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I love how the collectivists um, make an issue out of this because first they say, well, these teens must be childified. We must keep them as young and in their crib and as, t- as babyish as possible. Mm-hmm. But if they commit the crime of murder or some violent crime, then they're, then they're tried as adults. Right. right. Which, which is absolutely insane. Either it doesn't make any sense. They certainly don't. Um, they certainly adults. don't take adults and then charge them with, you know, like graffiti or something like that. They don't charge them as juveniles. Why would they char- charge a juvenile as an adult? Yeah, and well, see, that's, that's that's exactly how the legal system is. Like, for example, today it was reported here in my state where there were two teens who were arrested for making a bomb threat from a cell phone in my um, at one of the the, the, the schools here. Uh huh. And uh, the, the funny thing was, well, these kids were basically, you know, they were arrested. Uh, you know, um, and, and the accusation was that, you know, they, um, they got a call from the dispatch center. The school wasn't evacuated. And, uh, you know, um, the, the, the sheriff was going, well, we're not playing games with any of these kids. Well, let, let's be honest here. These, the reason why a lot of these kids are troubled in the schools is because we do treat them like kids. And they're going to sure. act irresponsible. They're going to act uh, very childish. And at some point, they're going, to, they're going to work their way around the entire system. You're right. So, they're treated like kids, and so they act like kids. I think you're absolutely dead on with that. If you don't allow them the outlet to grow and to become adults early on, then they are going to continue acting in a uh, irresponsible, immature fashion. Yeah, absolutely. And the, 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 the worst part about this is that these kids in Florida, for example, they were 
victims of a of, 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 of a system that really we're trying to make money off this whole thing. This is not about incarcerating. Yeah, kids. that prosecutor, that prosecutor's, uh, he really wants to move up the chain. He's got to put people in jail cells. Thanks right. for the call, Todd. Exactly. More on the way. Hour two is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. The single CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Let's kick things off this hour. Of course, your calls are primary if you make them. But let's go to the drug czar's office. It's been a little while since we've paid a visit to old John P. Walters. According to Reading.com, I believe a uh, newspaper in Reading. The nation's top anti-drug official said people need to overcome their reefer blindness and see that illicit marijuana gardens are a terrorist threat to the public's <laughs> health and safety. Why would he overuse that terminology? Just for uh, Why would he do it? It's scary. People are scared of terrorism, so now we're going to scare them away from that marijuana. Right? You're going to put down your joint because John B. Walters said that marijuana growers are terrorists. I, I just don't understand. He says it's a, it's a terrorist threat. The, the garden itself is a terrorist threat to the public's health and safety, as well as to the environment. Did you know that, Mark? These marijuana plants are terrorist threats to the environment. It's ludicrous. So, that if you believe in God, and I don't, but if you believe in God, then you believe that God put all of the plants that are currently on this earth here. Right. So, did God mean to make a terroristic terroristic plant? This is crazy talk. This man has uh, blown all credibility that he ever had. Now, that wasn't a quote from him, okay? We're going to get to some quotes here in a moment. That's the top paragraph in the article. John P. Walters, President Bush's drug czar, said the people who plant and tend the gardens are terrorists who wouldn't hesitate to help other terrorists get into the country with the aim of causing mass casualties. Walters made the comments at a Thursday press conference that provided an update on the Operation Elysia marijuana eradication effort. Now, I've known a couple of people that have grown some marijuana plants. Nothing huge, just, you know, that's their personal hobby, basically. And they're not terrorists. They were personal friends of mine. Not hurting anyone? They never, ever would have hurt anyone. In fact, the reason they grew the marijuana was so they could share it with their friends. Because sharing hurts people? I don't know. Continuing the story. He says, don't buy drugs. They fund violence and terror. Well, now, maybe. That might be true. In that there are these big criminal gangs out there that are running kilos and hundreds of kilos of cocaine and heroin all around the world, importing them to America and other countries and selling them, you know, getting them sold out to mid-level and low-level distributors and eventually to the street level. Mm -hmm. So that is going on, and there are indeed gangs, and, and bad, bad people are involved. No doubt about it. But the fact is, the reason they could possibly fund violence and terror in the first place is because drugs are illegal. As soon as drugs are re-legalized, which hopefully will happen sometime in our lifetime, 
As soon as drugs are re-legalized, you immediately take them out of the hands of criminals and gangsters, and you put them back into the hands of the pharmacy owners, of mm-hmm. business uh, business owners in America. Gardeners. The, the, the convenience store owners. The same places where all the other drugs that are legal you can purchase. When you go and buy aspirin at the store, does that fund violence and terrorism? Because it's a drug, too. Aspirin's a drug, just like NyQuil's a drug. Are... Procter and Gamble, are uh, you know Bausch and Loam or whoever is making these drugs, Merck, are they funding terrorism? It's uh, no. no, they are not. They're funding more research and development. They're expanding their businesses and paying bribes to the FDA. But well, that's a whole I, other story. I, the FDA would be the closest thing that you could claim terrorism on these folks for for, right. for supporting that. After touring gardens raided this week in Shasta County, Walter said the officers who are destroying the gardens are performing hard, dangerous work in rough terrain. He said growers have been known to have weapons, including assault rifles. These people are armed. They're dangerous, he said. He called them violent criminal terrorists. Because there are those, you know, nonviolent, nice terrorists or something. How many just nasty words can they throw together in a string? Is anybody really believing this nonsense? Does somebody out there really believe that? Look, the guys have guns because they are black market people. They are, they have to protect their crop. That crop is worth, depending on how many plants there are. Each plant can deliver up to a certain amount of marijuana, and that's got a certain street value. And mm-hmm. a good crop of marijuana can net you several, several hundred thousand, if not a few million dollars. Good size, yeah. So are you just going to have that crop sitting out there for somebody else, one of, your, one of the competing gangs, to stumble across or somebody to randomly find and take all your marijuana from you? No, you're going to put people out there. If you're a serious drug, uh, drug distributor, you're going to have guys camping out. Because number one, you have to have them there to tend the farm. You've got to have them there to to pull out the female or to pull out the uh, the males, males, so they don't pollinate the females, so you don't have seedy marijuana, which of course is very difficult to do outdoors. But it takes a lot of tending mm-hmm. uh, of these plants, so they have to have people on the on the scene. Anyway, Walters, whose official title is director of the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy, said too many people write off marijuana as harmless. He says we kind of have a reefer blindness. He said. Well, we talked about this last night, and marijuana is pretty darn close to harmless. It's certainly no alcohol on its level of harm. It's no cigarette on its level of harm. Cigarettes have been found to cause, you know, use of cigarettes long term has been found to contribute towards lung cancer. Marijuana has not. Nope. No I one mean, has ever died It's got to be an irritant to your lungs. It can't be good for your lungs. But for one thing, we can't study it properly anyway. And that's not marijuana's fault. That's the fault of the person who's putting a torch to plant matter and inhaling it into their lungs. They could go buy a vaporizer if they want. They could. And then there's no more smoke. Walters uh, said apparently no arrests have been made in the four days of the raids, opening the opening leg of what the sh- county sheriff has promised will be at least two straight weeks of daily raids. Really cracking down. Must not be any murderers to catch in Shasta County. He said suspects have been hard to find because their familiarity with the terrain makes it easy for them to flee quickly. And I'd like to point out that it's very interesting to me that you have a whole crop of marijuana plants. It could be worth, let's just say, a million bucks. It's a pretty valuable crop of plants. Yeah. And it's valuable enough that you will post men there to take care of the plants. But if cops come, those men will run away. They aren't interested in going to jail. No, the, co- the cops not, will put them in jail. Who wants that? Right. And they're not interested in dying over marijuana plants. So they're still not that valuable, right? Because if they really were that valuable, 
then I'd have a man up on the nearest uh, hill looking down over top of the plants with a sniper rifle plinking off the cops as they arrived. Well, it's not that valuable. That's what I'm telling you. If it were that valuable, that's what I would do. And these cops are damn lucky that those that those black marketeers don't think the way that I do. That they don't think if about it was that. valuable enough, they would. I mean, if this was a cocaine but, uh, field or something yeah, like that. And they don't have those in, in America too much. No, so. not that I've ever heard of. Anyway, these cops are lucky lucky that they have such an easy job. Although crews doing the raids are using Black Hawk and other helicopters to drop in on some of the gardens, uh, the sheriff said they don't want to give the growers any warning of a raid. He said, we try to move in under stealth. Operation Elisa raids had resulted in the yanking of 68,000 young marijuana plants from public lands in Shasta County. Raids have been conducted here and there, blah, blah, blah. The operation is being led by the sheriff's office. With the Blitz of Marijuana Gardens around Shasta County, he said officials hope to not only get rid of the pot, but also win back the land for the public that owns it. The public doesn't own the land. That's just fantasy. The government owns the land, and it just sits there. So who cares if someone grows marijuana on it? What do you mean you're going to win back the public lands? Right, even if the public could go traipsing about on it. I mean, it's it's not like they're staying out of it for any reason. Just nonsense. Uh, Regis, I don't support these people growing their marijuana on government land. Well, if it they were should legal, grow it on their own. If it were legal, they could. But the problem, right. well, the problem is, right. though, Mark, if they grow it on their own land and they get caught, then their land will be seized. So the, with the whole asset forfeiture law, if you get caught with marijuana, they can take your car. If you get caught growing marijuana, they can take your entire property from you. So wise marijuana growers, the real serious marijuana growers, not just the hobbyists in their closet, the serious players are not going to grow it on their own land. They'd be fools to do that. Brenny Weingard, a regional forester for the Forest Service Pacific Southwest region, says 28,000 acres believed to house illegal marijuana grows on national forest land throughout the state would cost more than $300 million to revive. Hey, that means they can increase their budget next year. You know, maybe this whole war on drugs thing isn't so bad after all. Maybe we... Huh, you see, you see where, where it is that these government people don't want to end the war on drugs? This is a cash cow. Not only is it a cash cow for the DEA, local law enforcement, but apparently the Forest Service gets to pay hundreds, gets hundreds of millions of your dollars to clean it up. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. The uh, bulletin board system is available for you with over a quarter of a million posts. Lots of stuff to talk about, serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all. It's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. bbs.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes legalzoom.com use code ftl to save 10 percent legalzoom.com so no more about this drug war thing we certainly talk about that enough on this program let's shift focus to yet another useless federal agency we were talking about the ondcp the dea don't forget about fema 
Talk about one of the most <laughs> useless agencies out there. FEMA is almost such a uh, too easy of a target, and today they've gone ahead and made it just a little bit easier. Well, you know why it's such an easy target is because it's just more visible. The the things they do, their bureaucratic ways, the nonsense that they engage in, just the BS, it's just more visible. It just gets paid more. There more attention paid to FEMA than many other agencies. If we could see the inner workings of the other federal bureaucracies, like the CIA or the NSA, they'd probably probably also be laughably inept and incompetent, but they're much more secretive, so they're not as easy to uh, to poke fun at. Even the FBI, um, it, you know, even uh, the, the ones that just deal with a smaller segment of the public, like, uh, you know, uh, welfare. welfare and that yeah. kind of thing. No one's going to believe, no, it, if they don't read this for themselves, they are not going to believe us when, we, when I read this story. It, it absolutely, they're going to call us liars. It, 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 this is the craziest thing <laughs> you've ever heard. ABCnews.com, okay? From ABC News. It it doesn't get any it doesn't get any bigger than that. Well, um the title of it is FEMA Apologize After Sham News Conference. <laughs> it looked like any other Washington press briefing with a public affairs official walking up to a podium, introducing a government official and kicking off a press conference. But what happened next raised the ire of nat news media and ticked off the Bush administration officials. Because, of course, you know, Bush administration, they didn't have anything to do this. They can't believe FEMA would do this. Right. Now, I, actually, I, I would believe that. How in the world anybody who authorized this could be so stupid is beyond me. Hmm. But uh, I, anyway, let me go on. Yes. Tuesday, the Federal Emergency Management Agency announced it was holding a news conference to answer reporters' questions about the federal agency's emergency response to the Southern California wildfires. The agency gave reporters just 15 minutes' notice to attend. Those attended those members of the media who called in via phone lines could listen to the event but were not able to ask questions. Mm-hmm. FEMA's Deputy Administrator Harvey Johnson conducted the event like a regular press briefing, answering those in attendance that FEMA, the agency that performed so poorly in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, was responding well to this disaster in Southern California. Sure. The report basically is that we're doing fine, doing a pretty good job, Johnson told the audience. <laughs> The event went smoothly, that is, until the news media discovered that the press conference wasn't exactly a press conference at all. Unlike most press briefings, this one was missing a key component. Members of the press. No reporters? No problem for FEMA. The agency filled the press room with its own public affairs personnel who asked questions. It looked real enough for cable networks to briefly air the live event. I'll be glad to take uh, some of your questions, Johnson said. Are you happy with FEMA's response so far? <laughs> One of the FEMA staffers said. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy with FEMA's response so far, Johnson replied. Right. And so it went for more than 10 now, minutes without any journalists. The, the existing state of the mainstream media is pretty dismal as is. They're, they're, not, <laughs> they're not very good at questioning the government. They're not very good at throwing out hardball questions because they don't want to be excluded. See, if you hardball the government too much, then they'll revoke your media permit. And right, you, you just don't back. get to ask any more questions. Right, but, so, Mr. Johnson, is FEMA, would you say on a scale of 1 to 10, as completely inept? As they were during uh, <laughs> Katrina, or you know, on a one not not quite so inept. W- w- which is it? Uh, you know, how would you? I don't know. This is it's ludicrous. Well, right. So it, you the, know, and, and by the way, I'd like to say the response to the Southern California fires. Either way, FEMA loses because if they do respond well to the uh, fires, well, if they don't respond well, FEMA's still a bunch of incompetent boobs, right? Mm-hmm. If they do respond well. 
Well, they're doing it because they're white people. You know? I mean, mm. they cannot win in this particular way. Well, I don't expect anything out of FEMA because they're just another government agency. But even and... if they, they do okay in this one, what is with the fake press conference? Uh, what is that? They don't that? want any hardball questions. Apparently, they don't. They, they call a press conference... 15 minutes right. ahead of time, and then they don't let people ask questions over the phone. Uh, reporters ask questions over the phone? Even if you're in D.C., you can't get across D.C. in 15 minutes to get to that press conference. Even if you were, you could just clear your schedule right out. Look, we know the mainstream media doesn't really ask the most challenging questions, but from time to time, one does slip in there. And from time to time, the mainstream media will confront a government bureaucrat on something. By stacking the the entire room full of their own employees, they guaranteed nothing but softball questions. So if there was something worth covering up going on out in California, they've done a fine job of doing so. Mm. The inevitable. Uh, you want to com- continue yeah. this? The inevitable comparisons uh, to Katrina came up during the questioning, giving Johnson an opportunity to tout the agency's improved disaster response. He said, "In lessons learned from Katrina, it's like there's day and there's night, but." What are you seeing? What you're seeing now is a very smoothly, very efficiently performing team. After the event was over, FEMA staff members went back to their day jobs, perhaps unaware of the fallout to come. I don't know how they could be unaware of the fallout to come. The whole idea that you would stage a press conference um, with your own people and throw, lob softballs at your boss, and that's not going to be any problem? I like the next quote, um, in quotations, inexcusable and offensive. Yeah, that's how I feel. Over the next few days, the incident became fodder for news blogs. Friday, a spokesman, spokeswoman for the Department of Homeland Security, which oversees FEMA, said Secretary Michael Chertoff was not pleased with the decisions to make uh, made by agency staff. This is simply inexcusable and offensive to the Secretary Chertoff um, th- that such a mistake could have been made, said Laura Keener. That's not Friday. a mistake. That's not a mistake. You don't accidentally stock an entire room full of your own staff and pretend to have a press conference. It's not an accident. That's no oopsie. Well, yeah, it's not an accident. That's but you, calculated. It's a calculated, but you can make a calculated mistake. You could have made a bad decision is still a mistake, Ian. I see what you're saying. The, yeah. the decision to calculate that was a mistake is what you're saying. Right. Gotcha. And, and I think that that's f- well, fair. It's a mistake because they got caught. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just baffled by this. I can't believe that they would have thought. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, we've made it clear stunts such as this will not be tolerated or repeated. Keener noted that the uh, department is looking into the possibility of reprimanding FEMA staff. Okay, stop right there. Now, doesn't that contradict? We have made it clear stunts such as this will not be tolerated or repeated. Now, you'd think if they were to make that clear, they would be doing something more than looking into the possibility of reprimanding. I love government (laughs) doublespeak. I love the just nonsense words that they add in We've given them a vicious tongue lashing. They'll they'll not sit right for weeks. That's what all the reprimand is necessarily. It's just, hey, don't do that again. I suppose it could come with some level of punishment, but that's not what they're talking about. They're not even talking about reprimanding them. They're talking about looking into, which is something that you sort of consider. The possibility. Looking into the possibility of reprimanding. Right. So it wasn't enough to say we're looking into reprimanding them. You had to add that possibility in there to right. make it even more it's, useless. It's going to have to blow up even much farther for anybody to get right. fired. No one will ever get in trouble for this. It's going to blow over, and then everybody will forget about it. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. we got John, Mark, and uh, your calls as well about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line, that's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there for free, live streams included, broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well, waiting for you free at freetalklive.com. Does your, mat- uh, your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. So, uh, we're going to get to the phone calls here in a moment, but I wanted to just put out one more thought about this FEMA story. FEMA held the press conference. They filled they, the they, press they conference. They faked the, the press conference right. entirely. They St- stuffed it entirely with their staffers. Now, they did announce it, but it was only 15 minutes before it was actually going to happen, so there was no way anybody from the press could possibly have shown up. And that was the intent. Right. So they didn't, like it, right, they didn't want any challenging questions about their reaction to the fires out in California. So they stuffed it with their own uh, staff members who asked a bunch of softball questions, and then the conference ended. Eventually, word got out that nobody who was invited ended up being able to make it, and so now they're apologizing for it. They're trying to save face. Well, these reporters that work with reporters all the time probably are asking themselves, who are those people? Yeah, where's so-and-so? What, 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 what news organization is that girl from? Yeah, exactly. So they got caught red-handed, and now they've issued a statement of apology. But what I found interesting here, and... <laughs> What, what sort of struck my notice during the break as I was reading over this article again, it says at the very end here that FEMA released a statement of apology Friday afternoon. In the mm-hmm. statement, uh, one of their directors, uh, Mr. Johnson or whoever, said FEMA is reviewing its procedures to ensure that future communications with the press are straightforward and transparent. Now, wait a minute. Did something change in their procedures? Did they have a procedural change in the way they hold their press conference within the last few days? Why do they need to go and review their procedures? What in their procedures is different now than was different before? Uh, why do what what is this why is this even part of what they're doing? Look, you just you give people notice. Why is there why does there need to be a review of procedures here? This is how bureaucrats work. And this oh, is what they talk to, about. We need to form a task force to investigate why this press conference was held today and review the procedures and sit down and look at this and we'll yeah. come back with as an though, answer in 6 months. As though this wasn't uh, as though somebody typed this typed up in the employee's handbook there at the at FEMA. This is we have a new way of handling press conferences. We fake it. No. <laughs> this was somebody's bad idea. Let's right. assume it just happened one time. Let's let's go ahead and assume we that hope. the the, yeah. the impression that we've been given in the story is that uh, this has never happened in any other ge- government agency, has never happened with FEMA. This is the first time ever that a press conference has been faked and staffed with uh, mm-hmm. uh, fake journalists. Let's assume that. Um, this was just somebody's bad idea. This wasn't typed up. What do we need to, you know, the, this whole, uh, you know, we have to ensure that future communications and uh, review the procedures. Right. Bureaucratic Gobbledygook. This is what they spend their time on, reviewing, and uh, don't forget the quote from earlier, where <laughs> they're, uh, the Laura Kenher, who is the spokesbureaucrat for the Department of Homeland Security, they've made it clear that stunts like this won't be tolerated or repeated, and they're looking into the possibility of reprimanding the FEMA staff. That's all. They're going to get a reprimand after they f- they're finished looking into that possibility. Right? Well, I, I love the uh, looking into the possibility part. It's, right. 
it's as vague as it possibly could be. And don't forget, they're, they're going to look into, into it. the possibility. And you see language like this everywhere in government. And here's proof, okay? I believe that they have... I, this is something I'm, I've now... I'm hypothesizing this right now. I just thought of this during the break. There is some sort of book somewhere that is handed out to government people. Mm -hmm. When you get a spokesperson job for government or you're a government representative, there's a book of very carefully constructed phrases (laughs) of bureaucratic nonsense Looking into the possibility. I will prove it, okay? Because then there's another quote in this article from the director of FEMA or whoever it is, Johnson, quote, we can and must do better and apologize for this error in judgment. I thought that sounded familiar. So I went to Google and I typed in open we can, quotes. We can, we can and, and must, must do, do better, better. Close quotes. Okay. And sure enough, sure enough. Now you have to get through the existing articles about this one story. So you got to keep going in a few pages. And then you'll find... Now, it's not FEMA, but I typed in FEMA as well just to narrow it down. So I typed in that quote and then FEMA. Mm -hmm. In an article from 2005 on uh, CNN, House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi and Democratic Senator Harry Reid in a joint statement said, blah, 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 FEMA, blah, blah, blah. At the very end, it says, the American people need answers from independent experts outside the political arena to learn from the past and prepare and protect our nation and our communities in the future. We can and must do better. Change over to the uh, the webpage of U.S. Congressman Al C. L. Hast- uh, Hastings, also talking about FEMA. FEMA's current limitations and the flood zones and the glades. They'll have leave residents with no solution to regulations. We can and must do better. <laughs> there must be some sort of g- class. There has to be some sort of guidebook out there for these people. I'd I'd like to say that was brilliant, Ian. Um, it really was. The, the, the whole idea that you could type in that phrase and, and come up with it, it's it's hilarious. But let's look at the phrase. Remember, we looked at the other phrase pretty deeply. We can and must do better. No, they can't. They really can't do that much better. They're the government. They don't have any incentive to do better. It's okay right. for them to say that. Well, let's, uh, you're right. The, the, the incentive is the embarrassment um, at this point. But if this was done... By a private company. Think for a second. If this was done by a private company, I'm sorry, it seems to me that somebody's job would be lost. Several people's jobs would be lost. if they didn't do better, they'd go out of business, which the government won't ever do. Right, because the government fails, they get more money. Business fails, they get less. Business is is incentivized to do better. Government is incentivized to, in fact, do worse. Right, so they can't really do better. But what they can do is keep repeating that phrase whenever they get caught red-handed doing something awfully bad. So you just repeat that phrase, and then everybody thinks, okay, they'll get it right next time. When, in fact, they'll fail again and again. They must do better? By what? I mean, by what factor? Yeah. Who says they must do better? They don't have there's to do no, better. Uh, They're not going to do better. zero accountability. And as you said, it's a, there's a built-in factor that encourages them to not do better. Because if they fail, then they get hundreds of millions of more dollars the next year. Mm. Absurd. And you know what? That was just me doing a little bit of research on Google during a break. I bet if somebody wanted to spend an hour looking for that phrase from government people, they could probably compile a list 20 pages long. (laughs) Let's go to the phones. You can bring up anything. Talk to John in Winnipeg. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. John in Winnipeg. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I better just quickly comment on uh, your comments regarding uh, the statement from FEMA, we can and must do better. Yeah. There's a couple of things you should think about. 
Um, I mean, you're arguing that it's they're being inept. Well, I, I hardly believe that's the case. When you think about it, they would have had to have asked these people to get together with more than a, a leeway time of 15 minutes, so they probably had this thing all, all planned out. And then oh, no, question. I agree with you. They, they definitely and, planned this, but in general, yeah. when they're responding to disaster oh. and that sort of thing, they're very okay, inept. But, okay, and his question is, how are we doing? That's like a punch in the face to America. That's an enemy of your freedom, because he, he wants to mislead you. And uh, like I've called you guys before, justice is freedom. And I know it's scary, but you guys got to fight for what's right in this world. I w the reason I'm calling is I've read about this uh, thought control bill that they just passed. Have you guys looked at this at all? Or is this a Canada it? thing? You're calling from no. Winnipeg. Well, it's no. been quoted as the thought crime bill. Um, it overwhelmingly passed uh, the Senate, I suppose it is, or more than 400 congressmen, I, I, okay. I think the total is. It's um, a bill that will... Uh, Put people in prison who are quote promoting an extremist belief system for the purpose of facilitating ideologically based violence. Mm. Now, this bill is just like the bill that you guys had before, where Bush could imprison anybody who undermines freedom for Iraqis. Well, that's every single American who goes silent over knowing that you're paying South African death squad goons or part, you know, members of mercenary forces to gun down people indiscriminately that we have on videotape, and you do nothing of it. So, I mean, when they passed that bill, those were the arguments made then. The arguments made today on this is the same thing. Like, who is doing that? Who's promoting an extremist belief, facilitating ideologically based violence? Well, that's your Mr. Bush Jr., because he gives you guys no evidence. You guys don't form your conclusions as independent thinkers. You go... Um, when you're saying you guys, you mean the American people in general, Well, right? all, all people are affected by suggestion to one degree or another. Thanks for the call, John. We appreciate it more on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, we give them away. Get signed up for the updates. Whenever you want to be kept in the loop, whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, you'll know first if you're on the list. Updates.freetalklive.com to get on it. That's updates.freetalklive.com. As we continue with the phone calls and go to, I believe, uh, Mark. Yes, Mark in Jacksonville. You're on Free Talk Live, Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello, Ian. Hey, what's hey. on your mind? Well, I wanted to congratulate Mark on f impending fatherhood. Yes, it's yes. happening. And you're going to love it. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I'm looking but forward for to it. Ian, yeah. I want to say the good part for Ian now. Okay. As a new father myself, my son's six months old, mm -hmm. I have never worked harder at my job than what I do now. What, what do you do and now? Well, I, I'm still doing the same job I've been doing the whole time, but mm -hmm. I just – Work harder at it. Well, because I mean, you, you have to have more money coming in, right? Of course, okay. of course. So, you know, I guess for you that means that Mark will be working even harder than he currently works. Hey, that is a good thing. Great point. Uh, Ian would have to actually be awake during the day to know that. That's not fair. Oh, oh. <laughs> that I know. Nine he's a shut in too. I know. I know. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to say for Mark, he's going to work harder than ever and not even care a bit. He's going to be happy to do it every day. Well, so, I do work every day. <laughs> I can't well, imagine how much more I'm going to work, but we'll see. You are going to work harder, and you're never going to believe you could have worked harder. That is every fantastic. Every single day. And as far as diaper changes at night, 
I don't care. I, you know, my wife gets up one time, I get up one time. We mm. split. Because she's got him all day long. It, you know, she's a stay-at-home mom. She does it all day long. She works really hard. So we switch off when he, we have to get up with him at night. Right now, Mark's going to be a stay-at-home. Mark's going to be a stay-at-home dad, I think. Right? You're going to be home pretty well, much all day. And... Uh, I happen to work at home, but uh, see, this was this was the uh, my main concern with the whole operation is that I have no intention of, st- you know, uh, there's no way that you can consider my my job, which brings in more money than her job, where she goes out and quote unquote works, you know, and I stay home. Um, well, she's going to have to. She's going to have to come up with some something. I'm hmm. not going to. I can't spend the time. Right, because if you're raising your kid, then you can't be working that right. hard. Right. I need to make telephone calls, and right. That that's not going to work. Mark, any You'll other thoughts? You'll get up at night. You won't care. Mm. I bet you, you will I don't. not care. <laughs> I don't care a bit that I have to get up at night. Yeah, I'm tired a little bit the next day. Yeah, but you didn't have the agreement. Working as hard. Mark's got an agreement with his wife that says he doesn't have to get up at night. So I don't know. I don't think he's going to. He's not going to care. He's going to want to get up. Do you think she's going to try to persuade him? Some guys him? say that. Some ab- some guys absolutely say that. Do you think she's going to try to uh, to to persuade him to get up? No, the baby will persuade him to get up. Hmm. Guarantee it. Interesting. I want to spend as much time as I can with my son, and it's it's incredible. All Every right, day Mark. just gets better. Thanks for the thanks for the for sharing. We appreciate the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll see how it turns out for you, Mark. Let us know. A lot of guys okay. say the same thing. I'm I I certainly don't know. Let's continue with the phone calls and go to Will in Hawaii on the Amplifier line. Hello, Will. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. What's on your mind? Um, I'm a few days behind in the podcast, so I don't know if this has been covered yet, but I just wanted to bring up some what I thought is some really creative uh, third-party Ron Paul activism. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this person um, that's created this website where, where um, it's for fundraising. So their goal is to... Um, bring in or to get 100,000 people to commit to donating $100 each on a single day, November 5th, right? Um, to, and which will be basically $10 million if, it's, if the goal is achieved. Now, and Mark, weren't you on the phone with that guy today? Isn't he uh, going to yeah. call the show or He's something? He's also a free, stock, uh, free state project member. Oh, He's, wow, that's pretty um, cool. I was talking to him just before the show, and it's a great idea. I would agree, I would agree with you. And I, uh, What's the website? It's, uh, it's this it's November this? 5th? Yeah, this November fifth dot com and fifth is um, the number uh, numeral five. Five T H. Right. Super. November fifth dot com. Will any other thoughts? Um, nope, that's it. I just wanted to bring that up to the audience. Are you one of the pledgers? The uh, yes, yes, I am. Very good. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Second call on that we've gotten this week. People must be excited, huh? Yeah, yeah. People, I, I think it's a good idea. That's why they're excited. Eight hundred two. Plus, it's got the whole Guy Fox thing. Yeah, we do love Guy Fox. 1-800-259-9231. As we continue, it's just not violent like Guy Fox was. And as we continue with Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Yeah, hi, hon. Hey. I just wanted you to make a point about what is happening right now uh, with what Jay Rockefeller has done with uh, what he's doing with the oil. I'm going to tell you something. His own family came on the air from Europe on the radio and said, we need to get them all out of office. They said they're screwing this whole world up. And Jay the Rockefellers? Huh? Wait, no, you're saying the, the Rockefellers said that? Well, the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds. They said they, that about the government yes, people? Yes, they did. They came on the air from Europe, and they said we need to get all the family members out of office. They said they're screwing the whole world up. The family members? You mean the yes. Rothschild family members? Yes. 
Huh. Okay. So the so the cabal's been broken. Now the the um you know the the, the great conspiracy. There's no more conspiracy, Mark. Yeah. It's all over. The, the, the new the world order. It's yeah. done. Oh, oh well. Well, the thing is, that's great he, news, he Paula. Care what he does to anybody. This is for his own pocket. They say he's the most greediest person you'd ever want to know. So he doesn't care about anybody but his own pocket. And I've even asked the party to ask him to resign. Wait, wait. Now, which party is he a member of? Democrat Republic. Party. Oh. I thought the, the, the Rothschilds. Yep. I thought it was the uh, the Rockefellers were Republicans. Wait, are no, we talking about the Rothschilds or the Republicans? He is a Democrat. He's a member of the Democratic Party. Who okay. is this again? Jay Rockefeller. Jay Rockefeller. I thought he said it was the Rothschilds. He is a Rothschild. I don't understand. I thought those were two different families. See, no, what do I know uh, about this super no, secret conspiracy? The, nope. Uh, the president, Jimmy Carter, uh, Bill Clinton, Al Gore, GW, Jay Rockefeller, the Kennedys, they're all Rothschilds. Hmm. So they're all members of the same family? Yes. Matter of fact, all of our presidents have been the same family except for four. Wow. That's amazing. See, we are we are the true Israel here. Which four? And so this is why <laughs> the House of David has ruled the United States like it has. Okay. Whoever that is, the House of David. Yes, King David. Yep, King David. Where's he rule over? Is Which that Saudi Arabia? He was in. Let me tell. Don't you know anything about who the Rothschilds are? Not I really. think they're bankers, right? The Rothschilds. They are Luma, They. They are children from the House of David. Okay, they're Jesus' children. He had three children. Jesus how could Jesus, where they come down from? Wait a minute. Now, how could Jesus have children that were married. so... Because he was married. He had a son, Judas, Jesus Justice. He had a son named Judah. And now, he had wait a, a minute. Now, Sarah. wait a minute. If, if the seed of Jesus is to spawn a child, wouldn't that child be godlike in some way? <laughs> You'd think so, but look at all the 2,000 years of intermarriage. They're all mentally screwed up. Mm. So you're saying yeah, Jesus' on... kids are retards? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they are right? mentally messed up because of all the intermarriage that's been going on. For 2,000 years. You're right. Incest is a nasty, nasty thing, yeah. and it does result in, uh, in reality. Apparently, it does, so not even the seed of Jesus is safe from the uh, the dangers of incest. Mm. Now, wait. Was Jesus having sex with his sister or something? Or He was married to Mary Magdalene, and she was also from the house of David. My God. Hmm. It's amazing. Paula, thanks for the call. Okay, I don't know bye. where else to go with this. <laughs> It's good. It was a good Friday night call. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That crap. Now you know that's actually pretty interesting. She's if she's if what she's saying is true, and I don't really believe it. But and I don't believe the whole conspiracy theory thing in the first place. But she's just debunked the conspiracy theory, right? Like the, the I don't family's, know that that's necessarily true. The family true. is I, splitting. I think the, we got so uh, confused after that call that we we really couldn't. The Rothschilds and the what was the other one? Uh, Rockefellers. <laughs> Rockefellers. They're in yeah. they're in a war together now. The two they're in a war and they're all in the House of David or something. Build a if you understood that, go ahead and give us a call 800-259-9231. So, the uh, the new world order, it's over and done with. I guess Alex Jones's new movie nobody needs to go see it. <laughs> but I'm going to see it anyway, just because it's fun. You know, fun he makes stuff. some good movies. Yeah, it's entertaining. All right, uh, 1-800-259-9231. So, still to come here tonight, uh, Mark, you've got an email, I think, from one of our listeners who considers himself a anarchist. I well, I, I don't know what he, precisely he considers himself. You but, said it's uh, a short email. Why don't you go ahead and read that? It, it is a short email. Let me uh, read it to you. I would, would not uh, venture to, to speak for him, but it says, uh, anyway, it's it's from uh, Mobile Digit. Didn't you go from a punk anarchist to a Republican? How did that occur? 
You meaning you, Mark. Me. He was specifically yeah. asking me. And, and um, I guess in high school, yeah, I, uh, punk might have been the right word. I don't mm-hmm. think we particularly liked that word at that time. Uh, you know, hardcore, I think, was the term that they were using. Um, but, you know, I wore the T-shirts that said anarchy on them mm-hmm. and, and uh, probably would have claimed to be an anarchist. And But really what anarchists are, uh, you know, th- at that point, they're really communists or yeah. that kind of idea um, that there should be no government and everybody should be equal and and blah 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 but you can't have you know anarchy doesn't work in communism it would fall apart so you were really just a socialist that wanted to destroy the current system then, basically. yeah pretty much yeah okay that, and that's the problem there are these and people some, that, and, and then i went to prison and i got to see what uh you know the people that you would try to be building a society with in in anarchy and how it wouldn't work there's a there are libertarians that call themselves anarchists which is i think problematic because then you're allying yourself whether you mean it, mean it or not, with people like socialists. Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airways toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into hour number three of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. If you like the show, you want to help support us, go buy some stuff at our store at store.freetalklive.com. Great Free Talk Live merchandise available there. Store.freetalklive.com. Rolling right into the phone calls. We start things out with Judy. Ladies first. Judy calling from Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Judy in Michigan, going once. Judy. Hi. Hello, Judy. There we go. Hello. Hey, I didn't, the board op didn't get your station. What station are you listening to? Just curious. It's KTA out of, um, it's 1330 AM out oh. of uh, Ammon, Texas. You're listening to our Texas station in Michigan. Okay, very good. So you were actually an Hi. internet listener, not a radio listener. No, go ahead with your point. What was on your mind tonight? Well, it's the best radio we have. Thank you. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we have anyway, stations all um, over Michigan, so that's why I asked. But go ahead. Yeah, I know, but I I can't get in the one from Ann Arbor at all on the net, and that's about as close as I would come to it because I'm actually from Upper Michigan. Hmm. Anyway, um, a guy called in from Canada, and you seemed kind of stumped about this bill that was called. It was titled. Um, first of all, let me give you the number. It's HR 1955. Okay. And it was titled Violent Radicalization and Homegrown Terrorism Prevention Act of 2007. And apparently this was introduced uh, back in April by Jane Harmon, and there was 14 co-sponsors. Now, guys, I just found out about this yesterday, so don't feel bad. Um, I, oh, I don't it. know what all the bills are in Congress. No I don't no. feel bad for a moment. How the hell could I possibly <laughs> know that? I do. I do, because here's the thing. This sounds pretty lame, but 404 uh, House representatives passed it. And if this is passed, uh, stations like GNC could just be cut down uh, for the simple reason that they find them to be homegrown terrorism. Now, hold on Um, a second. Let me recap for the people just tuning in. The guy called last hour. He said this bill is going to make it so – let me see if I've got this straight. He said this uh, bill will make it so that – Anybody who says something, speaks, that could be tied into somehow raising funds for some violent organization could be arrested. 
really where he was coming from, but if you um, look up HR 1955, just Google it, you'll see... Um, for yourself, and then maybe you could address this at a different time. I don't want to. Well, are you saying more. that he? You saying that that guy interpreted it wrong? What's your interpretation? Well, of this? my interpretation is that people like us could be considered terrorists if we speak out against the government. This is what they're trying to pass right now. It didn't and sound like that. I mean, that's he said that there was some sort of financial factor that had to be in in play in that your speech would have to go towards raising funds for some violent terrorist group. Well, there's all kinds of measures in it, but um. Oh, I believe also, that it's a bill. They've got all. I'm sure there's all kinds yeah, of nonsense I mean, in there. It's crazy. Like um, one thing is violent radicalization. Well. We've seen how many people they just take off the streets for no good reason that aren't even causing any trouble. Mm. So this is just another excuse to arrest people. And um, I'd say take a look at it and cover it further on a different show. But, well, Judy, I appreciate the uh, I, I appreciate when, you bringing our, our, our attention to it. I personally can't possibly read legalese. It's just not possible for me. <laughs> so I'll just take your word for it, okay? Thanks for the call. I we appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's really... I, come on. Who really reads laws? Oh, God. They're so awful to read. Uh, and, and I think they, they designed them that way just on purpose. Right. Let's continue to talk to Jared in Portsmouth. And we know they're cracking down on free speech. They just arrested a reporter yesterday for standing on the streets. So we know the stuff's going on. Now they're just going to make it legal, right? That's what they're doing. Mm. Uh, Jared, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? Great. I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to respond to the guy who was talking to Mark about the baby. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Mark. Yes, I am. Ha- I, and, uh, my wife and I are having a baby. Yes, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a pretty new father myself. My daughter's five months old. Hmm. And I love her to death. Oh, apparently his phone line just went to death there. Yeah. Jared? Nope, he's gone. Maybe he oh, could well. call back. 800-259-9231. It sounded like there was a but coming after that. I love her to death, but. <laughs> <laughs> what, what could that be? I don't know. Uh, only time will tell at this point. So... Going back to what Judy was talking about, this bill, and I don't know if you've punched it up or anything, Mark. The, who knows what's in it? And really, they could pass I whatever it they up, want. I wouldn't right? be able to read it. They could pass whatever they want. I don't know, maybe an article. About they, it. they don't read it themselves. Right. They don't read the bills, and they can pass anything they want to. It doesn't matter if it passes constitutional muster. Look at all of the unconstitutional laws out there. The Fourth Amendment, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, it's just all been decimated by this government. At various times. It's been slow. It's a slow process. Bit by bit, they've been chipping away at the, the Bill of Rights. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they – and again, the original guy said this had to have to – it had to do with speech that was raising money for terror. But they might just take away the raising money part. It just might be terroristic-sounding speech, speech that threatens the government, speech that threatens the existing uh, – the administration. It doesn't seem like that's too far away. No, it certainly doesn't. And I think all Americans need to be concerned about this, especially when we have reporters being arrested for standing on the sidewalk. I mean, you've got some scary things going on right here, right now, whether it's legal or not – it doesn't matter to me. It's right and wrong that matters to me. And it seems wrong to me to arrest a reporter for standing on the sidewalk. I don't care how legal that particular move was. And I personally don't really believe it was. But again, I'm no lawyer. I can't interpret these things. So 
Are they doing this? Are they cracking down further on free speech? Yes, we know they are. What's in this particular bill? I have no idea. But I do know that they have free speech zones in America now. Did you know that? Yeah, well, yeah, they have the in, in New York City when the uh, Republican convention was going on. They, you know, they had a, a little cage where you could go and protest all you want. Right. It's anywhere the president goes as well. So whenever the president goes to go and do a speech somewhere, and I presume it applies to the vice president, but I, I can't confirm that. But wherever the president goes, you are not allowed if you are a protester to be anywhere in the vicinity of the president. Right. Not allowed to say bad things to the president. He cannot. He cannot be allowed to see your anti-president Bush t-shirt. Shirts or whatever right. signs. So they set up a little zone called the free speech zone where they say, okay, all you protesters, you got to keep all a half mile. All you malcontents right. and you dirty hippies, get in this cage. we got to keep you a half mile away from, uh, from the president, but that's fine. As long as you're in this caged off zone, then you can just protest all you want. You still have your freedom of speech. You just don't have it over there. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to start making it so there are certain areas. Wasn't the First Amendment also the right to peaceably assemble? That Uh, is correct. Apparently, the right to peaceably assemble, according to what they're saying, doesn't include where you want to peaceably assemble. Well, you can probably still peaceably assemble on your property uh, to some extent, but if it's government property... If it's public property, the commons, then they have apparently the ability to regulate all of your assemblies and regulate everything about them and decide whether or not you can even be there in the first place. Remember, Mm. they arrested a reporter for assembling himself and his cameraman on the sidewalk. So apparently it doesn't even matter what size your group is now. It could just be two people, one person. They don't like you. They'll target you. These things are happening right now in America. Free speech zones. Who could have imagined this? I, I don't know. So, I don't know what's in this bill she's talking about. I don't purport to know, and I don't really care enough to go and read through it to find out. Take... Obviously, Americans, um, you know, all over don't really care that much because they're not running out to read it either. It's right. uh, you know, these they they write these things um, with the intent that you don't read them. Well, maybe they understand in their heart of hearts. Maybe they understand that it really doesn't matter. Because if it if it legalizes destroying the First Amendment, well, it's still unconstitutional, but now they're going to say it's legal to do all these things of suppress, uh, suppressing free speech, and it won't matter as long as the Supreme Court backs them up on it, then it is constitutional. Mm-hmm. So it's just all just nutso. I mean, we're in, a, we're in a state of insanity today in this country, and I say we, and I, I guess that's a collectivist term, but in general, in America, things are crazy. Crazy as far as the the state of the the state of freedoms in America, we're losing them on a almost daily basis, chipped away. Well, not each freedom isn't being lost on a daily basis, but it, each freedom does get uh, questioned. Uh, it's it, it, it takes a hit every day. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Looks like Jared's back. Dave in New Hampshire will take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and maybe we'll check in with John Stossel. And see what he has to say about freedom as well. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The wiki is there. Over 1,400 pages created by listeners like you. You can join that and get interactive there at wiki.freetalklive.com, W-I-K-I. 
www.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. As we try back to Jared... Jared in Portsmouth, uh, lost your connection before, but we're going to try again. You were t- just getting into talking about Mark. Uh, Mark and his wife, they're going to have a child soon, and you were saying that what? I was going to say, and sorry about that, that, yep, I love my daughter. She's great, and, uh, you know, best thing in my life, all that. It's totally true. I have no desire to get up in the middle of the night and change diapers. Okay. It really just does not appeal to me. You know, I mean, I spend hours with her a day, and that's great, and I do want to see her, but I don't really understand why you'd want to get up in the middle of the night if you don't have to, personally. Well, the last caller said that he wants to spend as much time as he possibly can with his uh, with his son. son. You know, that, that's great, but, you know, during the day is, like, a better time for that. I, think. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I like my sleep. It's nice. You know, uninterrupted, it's, it's, it's very nice. And, well, you know, I give that up because I love my daughter, mm-hmm. but it's not one of those things where, you know... You couldn't do without I, I it. Just, right, I just love to do it. You know, I just love missing my sleep. It's great, you know what I mean? Now, do you, <laughs> do you have an agreement with your wife or girlfriend or whoever? I mean, or is it just you trade off? What's the deal? Well, the first three months, she wasn't working, so she pretty much did night duty. She was mm-hmm. fine with that. Um, and now she's back to work, and we both work. People, and we work people call me a, a le- a, you know, an awful, terrible, misogynistic guy for, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, for even a, arranging some scenario where I wouldn't get up at at equal amount of times Mark, that my wife does. It's ludicrous. Mark, I totally feel for you. I got the same thing. People would ask me all the time, like it's their business. You know, oh, do you get up in the middle of the night or does your wife do? I say, you know, and when she wasn't working, I said, well, she doesn't work right now. She's a stay-at-home mom. So right, she, but, you know, but so what? She's a woman. You have to treat her completely <laughs> equally. No, look, I mean, equal doesn't necessarily mean it doing exactly the same thing. Um, right, well, and, you know, she you know, she has breasts. I don't, and she was breastfeeding, so it's, I couldn't do anything anyway. Yeah, that's impossible. I my wife. I think, that would, I think in that particular instance, um, that's the answer to that question is she has breasts. <laughs> Jared, uh, yeah, yeah, anything else? <laughs> uh, I just just a quick comment. I just uh, thank God for people who can sit there and know what's in every single house bill and read all that stuff because I hear HB and a couple numbers and I want to shoot myself in the head. Yep, exactly. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to Josh in Boston. You're on Free Talk Live, Josh. Josh in Boston. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Well. I'm more comfortable writing to you, but I feel fairly strongly about this, so I thought I'd call up and talk about Tom from New Hampshire. Well, good, because I'd like to point out that we get a whole bunch of emails, and it's difficult enough to read them all, let alone get any of them on the air. It's very rare that we actually have time to put emails on the air these days, especially when we've got a load of phone calls to get through. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's free talk live, not free write live. Right. I mean, we like emails. Don't get me wrong. And but we'll if, use them, but if we you, always feel bad. I mean, there's just there's there wouldn't be any way to take the telephone calls and read the emails. Right. We could do a whole yeah, show um, of emails if we wanted to. Um, we I could do a whole week of shows. You, you read a long email of mine a while ago about metaphysics. I felt kind of self-indulgent <laughs> about that, so I thought I'd call about this. I um I really object to Tom's opinions regarding police officers and his advocating aggression towards them. While right. I this is just to, to, hold on a second, just to ca- recap for anybody just tuning in. Uh, Tom is a caller who will call from time to time and essentially advocate the killing of police. He thinks that that's somehow going to get us to a point of freedom in this country. That that's going to 
somehow advance liberty, and I, Stop I the drug war. vehemently disagree as well. I just wanted to point that out. Go ahead with your thoughts. Great. I appreciate that. And I understand his train of logic that they're aggressing against him because the state is aggression and blah, 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 blah. But when you talk to people who haven't followed that train of logic, it seems extremely absurd. And personally, I also object to it as it's not the most effective way to reach liberty. Mm-hmm. I, my colleagues in um, school would never understand that. When I yeah. talk to them about it, I, like anyone else, take baby steps drug war, things like that. It's good. But when Tom gets on and says this, it's... And I was appalled when I learned that he was actually one of the people who was elected to the state legislature as a Free State Project member. No, he's not a Free State Project member. He's a New Hampshire resident, and he's lived here for a while. Great. Okay. But I I, I, I just thought I'd say that, because a lot of times he calls up and he's sort of, you know, laughed at and joked around with, but it's, it's... needs to be more forcefully stated. As a person, I think if we sat down and talked, we'd agree on everything, except for how to talk to people about liberty. That's it. Absolutely. Thank you for the call. Appreciate the thoughts. I'd like to say uh, Tom's funny sometimes when he does this little <laughs> I like him better when Shtick. he. Yeah, I like him better when he makes other points, because he's usually decent at making other points, but when he gets on to the killing cops thing, I totally agree with what Josh says, and that is, it's, it's something that alienates. I mean, we have enough, to- we have enough trouble trying to get people to understand why Lauren Canario is a good person <laughs> and not completely evil. I mean, in that she, Lauren Canario, our friend who was arrested a, three weeks over three weeks ago now for not showing her papers when she was driving around here in New Hampshire, she is a totally nonviolent, totally lovable, wonderful lady. And yet people, the, the comments, the vitriol, the nastiness, the hatred that are posted on the the YouTube videos about Lauren, the one, the, especially the one where it shows her arrest, that video, the 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 just absolute abject ignorance and hatred is so profound and so widespread. It really is very difficult to uh, to even talk to these people. Well, and then I, I you talk think... about Tom advocating killing cops. I mean, that's no, you you will never ever make any friends or make any or persuade anyone to come to your side if what you're advocating is violence except for maybe uh, more gun polishers as uh, as Lauren's husband likes to likes to call them the people that uh, gun rubbers they sit there and rub their guns and you know they talk about how they want to do violence but they never actually go out and and do anything it's just they they make us all look bad by labeling themselves as libertarians and then advocating violence that's not what libertarians do. Libertarians are against the use of force uh, to achieve political or social change. We think that people should do things on a voluntary basis. So I totally well, sympathize it's not, with uh, libertarians Josh. aren't against the use of force; they're against uh, initiated force. Right. Initiated force. Uh, so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So yes, uh, it's very important to rebut what people like Tom say, and it's. It's good to an extent that he calls in about those things because it gives us a chance to point out that we aren't anything like Tom. He may agree with us philosophically on some issues, but as far as the actual path to liberty, not on the same path. And his path will not lead to liberty. His path will lead to a more totalitarian, more violent state of affairs. It, it's Yeah, there's going to be a huge crackdown. You, you kill a couple of cops and, and it's going to be... 
you know, assuming you survive the experience. Yeah, you're you gonna die <laughs> if you kill some cops. It's not gonna be pretty. And that will just give the police an excuse to militarize even more. It'll right, just there's people them, trying to kill us for God's sake. It'll just give them the excuse. They'll get more paranoid. They'll get more military equipment, more armored personnel carriers, more machine guns. And then what are you gonna do? Then you're going to step it up and start launching RPGs at them? I mean, that's not what... I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to live in a, a, a world of violence. We're trying nonviolent solutions. Thank you very much. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there for free. Oh, we've got archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them. They're right there on the front page of the site, and they're totally free. That's freetalklive.com. And perhaps you might own or know someone that does, a company that's struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. You've got a business to run. SACL CAI liberates businesses from uh, from inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI, see their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI as uh, we continue with the phone calls. Let's talk to David in San Diego. David, you're on Free Talk Live. David, Hello. San Diego. How are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Um, well, just with regards to... Uh the recent firestorm and the crisis that's going on here in San Diego at this time. It okay. really is a crisis. It really is. Uh, there was a line of fire essentially uh, uh, moving west towards the ocean straight from Orange County, the, the county just directly north of us, um, all the way down to the Mexican border. Right. Okay. David? Yes? Uh, we so, understand what the situation is. What, 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 happened, with the, what happened with the, um, your house? Uh, my house, essentially, uh, I have no information as to whether or not it's burned down. Uh, we have been given several reports of uh, evacuation orders, mandatory evacuation orders being lifted. And uh, as I've gotten into my car and, and tried to drive to my house, there have been police blockades saying, no, turn around and go back to Qualcomm Stadium, which at this time has now been closed, which is a different story. Oh, my God. So they've closed the stadium, and but they want you to go. Where, where do the police expect you to go? Uh, well, essentially, uh, at this time, it's at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. So what they did was uh, uh, they basically kicked out all the evacuees from Qualcomm Stadium so that the standing Chargers, which, uh, uh, you know, oh, uh, I must say, uh, I'm one of the biggest fans you're ever going to find of the standing Chargers, all the way back to the days of Dan Fouts, uh, Charlie Joyner, and so on, Kellen Winslow, three Hall of Famers. Um, but to to kick us out of the stadium so that my San Diego Chargers can come back and play this Sunday so that the city <laughs> can make money because they've sold certain seats, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I would that say is, so. that's rather disappointing. <laughs> now, did tax, uh, tax dollars go to pay for that stadium? I'm well, sorry? Do, did tax dollars go to pay for that stadium? Absolutely. The tax dollars essentially are paying for all of the seats that are not sold on any given Sunday. 
Interesting. Okay, I thought so. That's how it is with most stadiums. I just wanted to make sure. So that's even more outrageous because you paid for that stadium and now you aren't even allowed right. in to in time of need, you're use not even in an emergency. Right. So they've moved right. everybody to a park, you say? They've moved us to a fairgrounds. And what's it like there? What's the uh what's the scene? Are you there right now? The accommodations are, are much worse than Qualcomm Stadium. Um essentially you're in a cot as if you were uh and I used to, to help, you know, uh, take care of the homeless myself as a volunteer, so I'm familiar with those type of accommodations. You're in a cot that's approximately two to three inches away from the next cot next to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, good Lord. Wow. And how much stuff were you able to bring in there? Uh, not much. Whatever can fit underneath your cot. How are you getting food? Uh, that was the same rule in prison, by the way. There, there's, there's a lot of individuals in the community and a lot of of individuals in the private sector who own companies, who own restaurants, who own supermarkets, mm-hmm. who are willing to to donate. But also, what I understand is that uh, there is advertising associated with this. So while they're helping us out, which is a wonderful thing, at the same time they are putting their advertising out that look, remember us. That right. we were there for you. Right. That's fantastic. I'm so glad that private uh, people are able to help feed you guys because when if you put the government in charge of something like that, then people will starve will to death. It will screw it all up, my friend. Yeah. So, so where is the government? I mean, the, the FEMA, is. are they around? What, what are they doing? Oh, yeah. They, they have brought in uh, – I had breakfast this morning with a woman from Alabama, Montgomery. Uh-huh. Um, I had lunch with a, uh, an individual from Seattle, Washington. They have brought in people from throughout the country um, who are uh, FEMA employees to essentially uh, try to assist. But what are they doing? And, um, you know, I must say uh, they would be very offended by me saying this, I'm sure. But what are they doing? They are standing around talking, socializing with each other. And what have they handed us? A white card with a 1-800 number um, uh, in Maryland. And what are you supposed to do with that? I don't know. They're telling us to call them, and, and they will assist. But I am an individual who, who firmly believes that we ought not to sequester the help and the assistance from the United States government when what they're doing is they are essentially, um, forgive me for saying this, my friend, stealing tax dollars from individuals throughout the country mm-hmm. and saying, we are going to take 30% of your income if you are middle class, and what we're going to do is we're going to give it to some other individual and we're going to assist them. And on top of that, we're going to employ this individual uh, in Alabama and, and Washington, the state of Washington, to come down and, and, and basically stand around and drink Chat. Starbucks coffee wow. and, and socialize. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't think you're going too far when you call that stealing. Yeah, and I think you're a little low. It's more like 50 or 60% of your income instead of 30%. Yeah, 30% is just the income tax. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. You've got to count in all the other taxes, <laughs> yes, too. Yes, that is true. Wow. So any other th- stories you want to share with us? I mean, any stories of private people helping or government incompetence or whatever you want to share? Here's your chance. Well, there's a lot of uh, private people that are helping that um, I'm, I'm very happy about. And uh, I'm, I must say, you know, with, with these private companies and supermarkets coming in and, and they're assisting uh, with the advertisement, uh, they've really sort of shown us that um, it's not a matter of, of having the government come in and help. It's a matter of people from your local community who are private business owners assisting. On top of that, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, at this point, when, when you deal with, with the private individuals, 
what, what uh, you know, you're, you're developing a relationship with them. You're saying, you have now come and scratched my back. When I get out of this crisis, when I find out whether or not my home is even burned down, which the government cannot even assist in, in that much because they won't even let me come near my home. Wow. Um, when I find out what has happened and, and when I move beyond this and I move above this, what I will do is come back and, and take care of you. Um, Spend some you know, money. Aside from that, my friends, yeah. I know that you're very limited on time. Harassment by the police has been extensive in the parking lot really? of Qualcomm Stadium for the, fat, the last five days that I've been evacuated. What sort of harassment? They will come and drive by. You know, I must say, it, the demeanor is very um, downcast. However, if you are caught laughing or joking around or at all listening to the radio, uh, as I did for a brief moment after assisting in the acute cardiac life support system tent, as well as a, a, assisting in the ER tent, I would take a break, go out to the parking lot, and, and, and maybe sit down with some individuals, talk about their homes. If there's any laughing, if there's any uh, radio being played, if there's any type of what, what the police may consider as, as quote-unquote fun, they will come out immediately as they have in unmarked cars, mind you, which has really bothered me, my friends. One thing that they want to come up in a San Diego Police Department vehicle, um, which is uh, black and white uh, with their insignia. No, what are they saying? They have, they have come up in, in, uh, in, in uh, you know, uh, green, small sedans. They have come up in, in all types of different colors, small four-door sedans. And then what do they do? Two-door sedans. What I'm are they saying? Serious, sir. What are they doing? What are they, they doing when they, when they come up in these cars? What are they saying? What are they doing? They roll down the window and they say, "What? What is going on over here?" And we'll respond that, "Well, we're talking. We're, we're, you know, just trying to pass the time." They say, "Are you being good?" I said, "Oh my sir, God!" I have received a full scholarship to receive an MD and a PhD. It is very disheartening after serving in the acute cardiac life support system tent. So they're treating you like children, basically. They're treating you like children. They're treating you like a child. Essentially, more than a child, my friend. Treating us like we are uh, individuals that are hooligans trying to, you know, just have a good time. Wow. We don't even know if our home is right. Like you're just there at a party or something, David. If you do us a favor, if you have the cell phone charge tomorrow. Check in with us uh, from time to time, maybe on a daily basis, and give We'd us like the update on. from the inside there, because we aren't hearing anything. You're the first person on the inside of this situation that we've heard from. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. We invite you to our website. Enjoy all the features there. We give them away. Now, contrast that to those other radio talk show hosts. You know, those nationally syndicated Rush Limbaugh wannabes they, uh, that, and Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all want to charge you five, six, seven bucks a month in order to even get to the special features on their website. We give it all the way up front, and then we ask you if you want to help us out, if you want to help support the show and spread Free Talk Live to other radio stations across the country, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Join the club. It's completely voluntary. And it makes a big difference for us because all we're asking is three bucks a month. You could do it uh, any major credit card, PayPal, other options, all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. But basically what happens is we take that money in and we turn it around into advertising, marketing, and promoting Free Talk Live. 
spreading the message of freedom and liberty. So, again, if that's valuable to you, head over to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to Dave in New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, gentlemen. Can you hear me okay? Hey, it's Dave from the Ridley Report at RidleyReport.com. What's happening? Well, I wanted to let you know we're going to have an open carry uh, uh, litter and trash pickup on Sunday. Well, that's cool. Where is this going to be? In New Hampshire? Uh, in Manchester, yeah. Very good. Uh, we're just going to be in, in the, you know, one of the worser neighborhoods in the in the city, and uh, it's got a little trash, and so we're going to clean it up. And I see. So, have, uh, so you haven't adopted the road. You're just going to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, we'll, you know, I've, I've invited folks to, uh, to open carry, uh, you know, responsibly their pistols on holsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, on their uh, on their waist as part of the the thing. So, you know, open carry. We've done a lot of other things with open carry. I think we got to do some some kind of some good you know, stuff. charity or litter pickup or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine it will make a, a for a nice little episode of the Ridley Report as well. Possibly. It depends on how many people show up. If, if there are enough people to uh, set aside having to pick up much trash myself, then I can main, I can focus on shooting it. Very Not good. that many people show up, and I'll be mostly picking up trash. Fair enough, Dave. Anything else going on? Uh, yeah, I've got. Um, uh, well, my, I'm going to teach my second uh, uh, videography class tomorrow uh, on how to do Ridley Report type work. And oh, I'm trying, cool! I'm trying to change, try, train other people to do it, and um, this will be the second class I've had. Now, I've never had any official training at uh, doing, you know, shooting video and editing and all that. I love to do it. I wish I had more time for that sort of thing. I have been editing some videos this week. In fact, I'm in the middle of one that I hope to finish up tonight uh, to put online. Uh, it's a, another Loring Canario video. And uh, you had actually left some comments on one of my other videos, which you can see. Uh, it's not yet up at freekeen.com, but it will be up some point this weekend. And uh, so I might want to take one of those classes if you ever have one over here in Keene, because I really need to learn some of the other subtleties about uh, shooting news news packages, that sort of thing. You know, where do you shoot? How do you shoot the B-roll? That sort of stuff. And it's really cool because you're offering this to people here in New Hampshire, and I suppose anybody from Massachusetts could come up and take the classes too, but uh, people in the area to go and, and learn the, the nuts and the bolts of doing sort of self, uh, single-person single news reporting with a video camera, right? Yeah, and uh, by the way, your videos are fantastic. Consider you don't have that much, you know, official training. I don't know how much time you've spent doing it, but you are a first-rate shooter. I mean, your 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 videography is almost invisibly good. It you can't even you don't even notice that you're watching through a camera, um, and your your editing is pretty good too. But yeah, like like I was telling you before, I think you have you know your your uh, interviews get a little too long sometimes. But man, I, I, that's a minor. Thing. You know, it's and hard. It's one like, of the trickiest things. And whether it's whether you're doing audio or whether you're doing video, one of the trickiest things is really just knocking it down, cutting uh, stuff out. Yeah. It's so hard to decide what to keep and what to let go. This is something that you know we, when we make promos for Free Talk Live, I've taken 45 minutes of audio and you know chopped it down to less than 60 seconds. It's an ultimate challenge, especially if you actually set a time for yourself to try to fit yourself into that window. Uh, the video you're talking about was originally 17 minutes of, uh, of original footage chopped down to about five. I could have taken it down further, but there was a lot of really critical information that I really just felt had to get out there. And uh, again, I'll be posting that online over the weekend at freekeen.com. It's already up on the, the Freekeen YouTube page, if you can find that. Uh, but Dave, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. And good luck with your class. We 
appreciate the call tonight. 800-259-9231. All kinds of neat things going on here in New Hampshire. Whether you want to get involved in the world of media, and we were talking about this last night on the show, is that it's really important, I think, in this day and age to get your hands into media. If you've ever had an interest in it, there's no excuse now. There's no reason why you can't do it. You can go out and you can get a DV cam for 250 bucks at Best Buy or Circuit City, get an entry-level camera. If you don't know anything about video, then you don't need anything beyond an entry-level camera. You don't need any of the flashy effects or the night vision or whatever it is that they're putting on the more upper echelon or mid, mid-range cameras. Get a cheapie and get out and start shooting. Well, with YouTube, it's not like the even the production value, it, it not the production value, but the the how good the camera is matters that much because not the, that much. the screen's so small. Right. A DV cam is going to shoot at a 480 line resolution, and when you upload it to YouTube, it's cut in half. They cut it to 240. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's really not even that critical. In fact, they even have video cameras now that are so small that you can fit them in your shirt pocket. It's not anything you can zoom with. It's not an actual handy cam or whatever, not a camcorder, but it is a pocket-sized camera that records video, and it uploads it right to YouTube. You take this camera out of your pocket, hit record, bring it to your computer, and it goes up to YouTube. I mean, it's really that easy now. And these things are like, you know, 150 bucks or something, 200 bucks. So um, what about editing and, uh, the video? Well, editing, now the things that Dave is talking about, if you've, if you've seen the Ridley reports, and go to RidleyReport.com. He doesn't edit his, right? He doesn't edit. He shoots but for the edit. So he just sort of shoots through. Well, he's, he's skilled, though. That's true, but he's teaching people how to do it. It's not that hard. You just have to have a direction you want to go with. You have to sort of think about the story in advance, what you want to shoot, what you want to cover, and then cover it. Now, myself, I shoot um, edited video. I shoot the video f- footage. And right. I shoot you, you just get a whole bunch of video. Interviews, and, then and I shoot... Take uh, whatever and cut it up and put it in together. Right. I shoot the B-roll, which is sort of the static shots of a building or someone walking or that sort of thing. And you put it into an editing program, and Windows XP comes with one. So it's not like you have to go out and drop a few hundred bucks on editing software. Really, all you need... And I imagine these video cameras probably come with some basic level editing software, too. So... All you really need to do is get the camera and then get out there and start shooting things and start playing around with it. Now, the the thing you really need to have beyond a couple hundred bucks for the hardware is the time. It is a time-consuming process. Well, it's it, fun. It can take as much time as you're willing to give it. Absolutely. But it will take a minimum amount of time to get something cranked out. If you're doing it like, like Dave is, where you're just shooting it in the camera, then it doesn't take any time. You don't have to do any editing. But if you are going to edit, then you should be ready to invest mi- at minimum four hours uh, for to produce something like a five-minute package or something Good like Lord. that. Good Lord. So... Well, that's what I've I've spent uh, I've spent four to eight hours doing these things. I, you saw me before the show. I was cranking away on the editing tech here for 45 minutes straight, and all I really got done was a portion of the video that I'm editing right now. But it's fun, and the more you practice it, the better you're going to get, the more talented you're going to get, and it's a valuable resource to be able to to have that ability to to create a an, an emotional moving piece of video and and put it online for thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people to to potentially see how cool <laughs> to, is that to berate you for your stand on liberty well whatever obviously yeah, people have their opinions on the on the content of the files but but i'm just ex- i just think it's exciting what people can do today this was impossible even t- you could do it 10 years ago it was a little more expensive back then, 
but it was impossible. Twenty. It was not nowhere close to within the reach of the average person. Twenty. Well, people couldn't. People weren't watching videos on the internet ten no. years ago. No. It's just it's just an amazing thing, and I highly recommend people get involved. Audio is obviously easier. I mean, we do video and audio, Mark. We do your show. We did it today. Mm-hmm. You can see it at freekeen.com. It's called the Keen Weekly News. It's kind of focused on Keen, but you cover some national issues. Anyway, we did your show today, and it takes us a half an hour to an hour to prepare for that. Right. right? I've got to go up and mess with the lights and do all the studio nonsense of moving cameras around and setting well, up microphones. And uh, whereas when it's radio, we can just come in here a minute before showtime, as long as we on. have prep, flip on the microphones, and we're ready to go. And well, editing audio sure is a lot easier than doing video. That doesn't take long at all. Yeah, video's uh, a lot of work. And there's a lot of competition out there, too. But it's fun, and I highly recommend people get involved. If you've ever had the desire, but the excuse was, well, I don't have a job in, in media, or the excuse is, well, you know, I just don't have the equipment, those excuses are gone now. You don't need a job in media to produce entertaining, interesting, informative video or audio content for the Internet and distribute it. You don't need a job. You don't need someone cutting you a paycheck. You don't need someone giving you orders. And the hardware is so damn cheap. If you want to do your own podcast, get a microphone and a mixer. Get a couple microphones and a mixer. Yeah. I I think that's going to be the new way that people uh, get into, you know, radio and that kind of thing. Either way, it's a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks for the mics in the mixer or a couple hundred bucks for a video camera, a DV camera. That's all you need now. Anyway, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.